0: You could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Um, As you know, uh, many of you know we've launched our have NFT yesterday, very first time ever within a five month period. Um, We'll get into that in a second. Just to uh, introduce myself to a, a few people that don't know who I am. My name's Stephen Kuhn, I'm the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha. I'm a business turnaround consultant, basically from birth, (laughs) and uh, I've been living in Europe uh, since I got out of the military, Um, so I've been here a good 30 years, Uh, one tour in Iraq, you know, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of veteran stuff that we're talking about, which is why we launched the NFT. But what I basically do in my real life uh, is I take owners of businesses or leaders of businesses, And I advise them on how to integrate what they're doing at work and what they're doing at home to be more powerful in both places and become one true identity, Uh, meaning who they really are and not what they do. Because if you ask somebody, hey, who are you, they'll say, I'm the CEO or I'm the business owner or I'm this or I'm a father or I'm a mother. Uh, That's not who you are. That's what you do. So, uh, for us, <clears throat> in our you know we have a humble a humble alpha advisory program, paradigm upgrade advisory program. We work with these business leaders, and some of you may know some of our clients are like the special assistant to Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Um, we have um, the owner of a Volkswagen plastics plant in Germany. We have entrepreneurs with uh, thirty to fifty million dollars uh, revenue, and uh, real estate investors and. Uh, real estate, um, let's say, uh, portfolio owners, put it that way. And we do this in group and we do this one-on-one. So today I want to tell you about have NFT real quick, but I, I just thought since I'm jumping in here that we, we should just do hot seats. I haven't done hot seats in a long time. And what, it, what, it, what a hot seat is, is you come up and you just state your issue and I will attempt to solve it for you or I will attempt to give you a suggestion Of a piece of uh, of solution or a piece of solution now I know that's putting me on the spot but if you know anything about me I'm certain of my ability to deploy my genius in any given situation so putting myself under pressure like this is the best way for me to prove that and if I don't have a solution for you I will probably know somebody who does or there'll be someone in the room who does what do you guys think of that I love Love it. it all right all right, All right. so this is what we're going to do. I want to give you an idea, first of all, Have NFT. Have stands for Humble Alpha, Veteran Empowerment. Humble Alpha, you already know. It's the operating system by which our book is written, five core models uh, by which you can live by to own your presence in life and become the epic leader that you're meant to be. That book is a college course. That college course is a college certificate program. It's at Synergy Learning Institute, uh, um, Forbes School of Business and Technology, and now, now Harvard and Stanford are currently in the middle of signing contracts to put that course into their universities as a leadership development course. That coming from a book from a guy who grew up in a a mobile home in Pennsylvania. That blows me away. That foundational knowledge that we've had, we've moved it into the veteran space. We call it have, a humble alpha veteran empowerment been working in the veteran space for about five years, four and a half, five years now, and we've been empowering veteran entrepreneurs. We have the largest group on Facebook called Vetpreneur Tribe, 16,000 plus veterans who are all entrepreneurs. We have a group called the Warrior Council. The is also the uh, a paid group for um, business consultant for these, uh, for these vet- veteran entrepreneurs. We have online events. We have in-person events. We just had one In November, where, for instance, um, Amelia Antonetti came and did some speed coaching for the veterans as well. It was in Houston, Texas. We also have retreats. This year's retreat goes to Peru, and we work with plant medicine to work with the veterans. Now, have, NFT. People are saying, like, well, what's an NFT and why? NFT is basically fractional ownership in a project, a business, or an actual hard asset. And so, in, in this case, it is ownership in the ecosystem and in the, in the have business. Therefore, we are giving every have NFT holder profit shares, and these profit shares will, you know, be a passive income for whoever the holder is. You don't have to do anything. Um, then, um, the blockchain side of it all is very interesting because until I realized what blockchain was, I I, I didn't know what the, what the connection was for NFT. So. The blockchain allows you to irrefutably place evidence in a a certain location that cannot be changed, moved, destroyed. So our plan is to consolidate what's already out there as far as support goes for veterans and veteran families by donating to 100 veteran nonprofits, taking the the solutions that they have, documenting them on the blockchain with the results, including healing modalities with different kinds of, of healing procedures and making it irrefutable that these are the ways that veterans are being healed and that their families are being healed and that they're being taken care of. So that there's a a, a central location for anyone who's transitioning, any veteran in trouble, any veteran family member in trouble, and all backed up by an irrefutable proven method and procedure. That's our, that's our mission. It doesn't exist. And guess what? We want to do that worldwide. So we already have veterans in the UK, veterans in Australia, on the team from both and um, veterans from Canada that are looking to join us as well. So we could all the same um, benefits that we are trying to get put together through have NFT. So uh, I would highly encourage you if you haven't done so yet, go to have NFT.io have NFT.io or click in the link above in the room and go ahead and get yourself a Marine bulldog. I know it's not easy. Some of you have tried it, because we work with Ecta which is a token that is not ethereum based that has its own mainframe that has its own marketplace it is a little more difficult to purchase our nft but let me tell you it's much more worth it why because the simple fact that Ecta is autonomous from all the other cryptos and every single one of their projects is connected to a real world result their coin is less volatile and much more stable. It's gone from $0.35 cents to $5 in the last month and a half. If you would have staked $3,500, let's say if you just staked $35,000 a month and a half ago, you would have $500,000 right now. All right? So if there's anyone that's not in crypto, go ahead and check it out. We've made tutorials. We made it really simple. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of ways to uh, help someone facilitate purchasing their first NFT because that was our market. So enough of that. All right, so <clears throat> the hot seat works like this: you're going to come up, you're going to tell me one issue you have with your business or in personal life. You know, we can do that as well. As you know, I'm a coach, uh, and I will advise you and do my best to help you. If anyone else wants to add add anything to that, I am more than open to doing that. Let's not turn this into a one-hour session for one person. Let's turn it into um, five or ten-minute sessions with each person, so we can get a good five or ten people in here. What do you think? Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
2: Hey, I don't mind going first. I always. All right, Justin. You yet. want
1: to go first? Let's do it. All right, brother.
2: So you know me a little bit, right? So I have an organization. Yeah. I have some good direct reports. I want to go on vacation for a month. I need it. I've been hammering hard. How do I get my AAA clients okay with communication from my direct reports aside from me if I go off grid?
1: How do you get your clients to agree to speak to someone besides you? Is that you just stressful? get them
2: okay with it, right? Like they're hiring me for my expertise. I have a sick team, but again, I just feel like they need me sometimes, right?
1: All right how how many times do you do you speak to them in a month?
2: Pretty frequently, like my big developers, almost on a bi daily basis.
1: Okay, do you have anyone on your team that is up to your par with those kind of answers? That you're yeah,
2: giving? I have different kind of leaders in each of the stacks that could take that role on.
1: Okay, so it sounds to me like you you have the solution already there, but you 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 have an issue of letting go because you take personal responsibility, which is which is super. But you can't scale that way, as you're noticing right now, right? So you can't even go on vacation. So the point is to actually empower that person to prove to you that they can actually do the job that you, you think that maybe they can't do because you can do it the best because you have the personal relationship. This is a perfect opportunity to empower that team and to show the rest of the of the company what, what fabulous leaders you have in your business. This is it, And you can go away with the full comfort that this person will bust their ass to make sure they do not let you down. I can tell because of the way that you are as a person that that's how people want to work for you. They don't want to let you down. So they're going to try harder than they ever have to make sure it's successful.
2: I appreciate that. and You're absolutely right. And they'll have my bat phone number if like the house is burning down. So
1: there you go. I hope that helped. It is most of the time. It's all about us letting go. You know what I mean? It's about us letting go of what we think we have to control. You don't control anything. We just think we control it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, brother. Hey, TM, you unmuted? TM, you there? Hey, man. I guess he's... Hey, hey, what's hey. up, brother? Good morning, morning. You unmuted? You have a question? No, you a, no, you no. no I didn't know. If I unmuted, it was an error. I'm trying to get this. Okay, NFL no worries. No, yep. worries. no problem. All right, no worries. Who's Hi next?
3: there. I have a question. This is Shayna speaking. How how are you? Hey, <laughs> Uh Very happy to be here amongst champions, Hi. and I have a question. I'm deep into my routine. Uh, I wanted to know. Are you willing to share your your road to formulating the, the, um, the process for getting your, your book into um, colleges and universities?
1: Yes, I can do that. Thank you. Okay, so I found a woman who was a dean of 20 universities in the past, and she has a learning institute, which is a nonprofit for veterans. She writes courses that are college certified. I asked her, uh, she read our book and said, we could turn your book into a college-certified course. And I said, okay, I have no idea what that means, but go for it. And within two months, it was done, and Forbes School of Business and Technology picked it up. I then sent her about 35 referrals, some of them from this room. I've sent her Sharon Lecter. i sent her Grant Cardone. Grant didn't pick up, of course, because he's too busy. His, actually, he wanted to, but his, his staff, as you know, uh, their gatekeepers are relentless. Um, Tim Story is talking to them right now to get his course, uh, his book made into a course as well. And it was so successful that I ended up forming a company with her. And now we have a company called Curriculum Factory. And we will take your book. Um, we will even write your book and turn it into a college or university certificate program. Meaning, when someone takes your course online, they will get a certificate from a university uh, instead of just, you know, some cert- cert- certificate that you sort of make up and put out there with your own logo on it. This is certified I think ours is two credit hours or two units or whatever you call it. And not only that, <clears throat> we got partners in the UK and in the Middle East as well. They're taking the Humble Alpha into the UK BA system, bachelor system, and into the Middle East into a um, executive MBA. Now, when it comes to profit share, um, I can tell you straight up, Harvard and Harvard and Stanford don't wanna pay anything, but they will. Um, and Forbes, I think they do a 40-70 split, 40-60 split. A um, 40-70 wouldn't be bad, but it was 40-60 split. Um, and um, not sure about the, the the UK because working with a partner there, but I know they pay in advance for a whole bunch of courses because in the UK, of course, it's free. So, well, basically free, officially free. Does that make sense? If you want your course, if you want your course college certified or your book turned into a course to be college certified, let me know. Just drop me a line in the back links, and I will hook you up with Julie.
4: Will do. Excellent. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate of course, you. of course. Who next?
4: um hi good morning my name is amy hello amy and first of all thank you so much for your service and thank you for your speech my cat jumped on my head this morning out of nowhere and woke me up and i came (laughs) in this room it was literally and i needed to hear exactly what i heard what i heard which is you know figure out what you want and i am in the process of i'm ready to tell my story i'm ready to start writing this book and I'm you know it's a story of recovery and I'm I'm ready to do it and I'm just at a place where I'm kind of stuck um as far as like starting to write it like I've written it so many times yeah
1: well um, let me let me uh let me stop okay. right there for a second okay. and let, me, let me let me make it real easy for you Okay. So I've written, I've written three books, two, one of them is a bestseller, a second one is The Humble Alpha, and a third one no one cares about. But I wrote all three of those books in interview form. What does that mean? It means I found somebody who's an interviewer that's my target audience. They then asked me questions, and I started telling my story. And I record those videos on Zoom, and I have the author take them into transcripts, take those transcripts, send it to an editor, and tell the editor to make it into a book. I get that book back. I edit it. It's done. That's exactly how we did the uh, Unleash Your Humble Alpha. And it's, again, it's in in universities. The reason you do that is because, simply put, when you try, like you said, try to write my book, your mind is in the way. Uh Right? Your logical mind is getting in the way of your flow state into the alternative space. Right? right? So when you're talking to somebody, you can just flow and it goes forever. You You just leave the recording on as long as you go. And they ask questions about things that you never would have spoken about. (laughs) <laughs> things that you think are normal, things that you think are just, oh, that's not a big deal. They're going to be like, wait, what did you say? Oh, my God, how does that work? And then you turn turn around. Next thing you know, you have this book that you never, never could have written on your own. So if you want to write a book that truly has impact, that comes from the soul and not just a logical book, because there's a place for those as well, of course, then you want to do the, the the interview process. It really, really does work well. And again, like I said, for, um, for our Unleash Your Humble Alpha, that's exactly how we did it okay thank you so much
4: and do i just find anybody like a friend to interview? no it should
1: be someone it, sh- it should be someone who is your target audience okay, so who's,
5: okay.
1: Who, who's your avatar who's going to be i hate using that word who's yeah. your target audience right so who's, who's the person that's going to be reading your book get them to ask you because they're they're, they're going to be really interested about it okay all right all awesome, right man. thank you so thank much thank you so much rock and roll good, all morning. Right. good morning who else is next Bring Good morning,
4: it. this is Coach Michelle.
1: Coach Michelle, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am uh, an evangelist also, and I do missions all over the world. And so I'm interested in having an NFT formulated so I can use the proceeds towards my mission trips. Um, do you, can you give us
5: your, your journey in, in, in um, getting your NFT done? Because I would love to do one so I can sure. use, the, use that for my missions
1: coach i can tell you this you won't do it on your own i couldn't do it on my own there's no way in hell at all ever so check this out this is the deal going out and collaborating finding someone who's been there done that and so- hey listeners
5: if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start
1: your day. Saying, can you help help us get there? That's the only way to do it. That's the only way we went from an idea less than five months ago to fruition and launching yesterday. Right? There are companies out there that will do this for you. There's a place called Platinum Crypto Academy. Uh, we just signed with them actually for marketing. Platinum Crypto Academy. They've been around for seven years. They will do the whole thing for you. The entire NFT for you, Platinum, they're in the UK. Um, Super company, know the owner, uh, they're doing our marketing now as well. Uh, Platinum Crypto uh, Academy, look them up. Um, We're actually on the front page today, I think. Uh, They have a magazine, they got 258,000 subscribers. And yes, Platinum Crypto Academy in the UK, exactly. That's the best thing I can do for you. How
4: much was, um, how much, yeah, how much of it, you know, that's an approximate because I know everybody's different. But what would it cost to be approximately?
1: Oh, I don't know. They're, they're not doing our NFT. Um, we did our own NFT. We did our own mainframe. We did our own marketplace. We did our own credit card. Pro- we did Everything we built was n- brand new. So we built not only just the NFT, but we built the entire marketplace. We built the entire, all the websites, all the connections, the tutorials. It took us five months of working 24-7. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't suggest doing that. <laughs> Right, but we did it with blockchain partner. We did it with uh, Ecta, our, 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 our blockchain and token partner uh, They did most of the tech work. We did all the other backup work. It is so much work. It's ridiculous I haven't worked as much in 20 years. I have to tell you Now Platinum Platinum Crypto Academy will take your concept make it into an alternative NFT market it to their people 250,000 of them and uh, You might have a nice little thing going on there now remember, the thing about the NFT is if you don't have a real-world application or utility um, which it seems that you do with a nonprofit, then it's going to be difficult more and more as we move forward, because people are getting sick of just you know investing in an NFT and hoping that it goes up in in in, um, in, uh, in value. NFTs should produce some kind of ownership, asset return, passive income, staking um, uh, possibilities, so that people can earn. That's why that's why it's important you work with the right blockchain partner so that you can uh, take advantage of those um, the staking rewards and uh, you know sort of interest. On the money that you place in there, like a CD. Okay. Thank you. Rock and roll. Make sure it happens. Let's hear. Let, let's let's hear when you're ready. <laughs> All right, bring it on. Who's next? Come on, stump me, stump me, make it hard. All right. I see Jan left. Dang, she left. I thought she was going to say something. All right, who's got an issue here? Come on, hot seat. How many times do you get a chance to tell your business issues right here live and get an answer? Nobody. even Yes.
5: Good morning. It's Lynel Burns. How are you?
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: just wanted to... Great segment, by the way. Congratulations on everything you're doing with HAV. And I love how excited you get every time you talk about the project. So just wanted to give you your kudos on that. Also, wanted to find out more about um, the automation process that you're doing. Because I know you have so many different hats that you wear. Yeah. And different that you're involved in. So what's your process for automation and making sure that your customers don't fall through the cracks?
1: This is Linnell.
5: I'll meet myself. Yep.
1: Well, Linnell, I don't have customers really. I have partners and um, let's say collaboration partners, JV partners, and people who I just sort of do stuff with. Uh, clients we have in the um, in the advisory space. Our clients, our, our, our advisory program is a three-month, 12 12 session advisory program, we do once a week for an hour. So if we do, you know, three clients a week, that's three hours a week. The rest of the time, it's all about coordinating and working with partners, joint venture partners, collaboration partners, uh, in order to empower them to do what they do best to help build the bigger picture that we're all building together. You know, like I always say, I do three things. I talk to people, I close deals, and I raise money. That's what I do. And I only focus on those things. And I find people to do the other things that I'm not good enough at, or that I don't enjoy doing, or that I don't want to do, actually. And when you find someone who does what they like best, and it's something that you don't want to do, it would be foolish not to bring them on board and make them a partner, so that they, you you don't have to look over each other's shoulders. As to hey, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I don't even I don't even worry about it with Lane, my business partner. I don't have to. He's doing the entire nonprofit space there. I handed it over. He's doing the entire non nonprofit space here. I know he's doing a great job because I know his capabilities and I know that he loves doing it. So I don't have to check on it. I can count on it 100. It's impossible to run, run, run something this big in such a short time and control everything. But you, can, you have to have, like I was talking to, to Justin about, the faith and the empowerment in the people around you. That's where, the, that's where the true power comes in. That's where true scale comes in. Now, if you're talking about the equity in the 23 companies that I own, soon to be 23, um, that's a whole different story because I, I uh, of course, when you own equity in a company, you are now a partner in that company. And setting the expectations before that happens is key. And that's why, as an advisor, when I step up to someone with a company who has a problem, I will find a solution to that problem before I talk about money, before I even talk about a deal, before I structure a deal. So you need three different kinds of solutions. I will go out and find those solutions. I will calculate how much more money you're going to make with these solutions. I will calculate how long it's going to take to get you there. It should take one or two weeks for me to do that. Then I go back to you, present you with the solutions, and you go, holy cow, how can I say no? And I say, you can't say no, because I have all the solutions ready to go. That's the first step. Second step is their question. So how do we work together? And that's where you step back, you write your one-page agreement, and I ask for four different things depending on the impact of what I'm bringing to the table. And four of those different things, sometimes all four, sometimes three, sometimes two, and sometimes only one. Very rarely one, it's mostly two or three and I start like this for the introduction to XYZ I will take an uh, an introduction fee of 5 10 20 30k depending on how much impact i'm going to bring if i if i introduce them to the only manufacturer in the world that can do what they need that's 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 a 30 or 40k introduction fee right so for instance if i introduce them to a distributor of one in a million i'll take 5k or 10k right so Then I'll ask, and then I'll say, in order to set this deal up between you and these people, I need a retainer for the next three months, anywhere from five to 10K a month, right? A retainer to work with you once a week to ensure that all of these deals that we're going through right now are going to be coordinated and on the right path. The third thing I ask for is commission out the back end. That means if you have a product that's for sale and I'm bringing you distributors or clients or customers to buy that product, I want 3% over five years or 5% over three years. And then, of course, we talk about equity. I start, depending on the deal, I have equity between 5 and 30% in different companies, depending on how much impact I bring. And typically, they're going to be like, wow, that's, that's a lot. And I'm like, well, let's look at how much you're going to make. I'm going to bring you $5 million in, in the next two years, and you're going to pay me with equity and an exit with a valuation of X. You're going to bring me maybe 500 k out of $5 million. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do it then. So if you don't know your numbers, or you don't know at least close to your numbers, then they're, they're going to shoot you down. So you end up not only with a one-page agreement signed by them that they can pay you immediately and you can start getting work, you can start working immediately, but you have them doing the contracts with their lawyers to fit you into their business. So you don't don't even have to pay for a lawyer. Then when that contract comes back, your dividends and the the schedule, the payment schedule comes back out, you read the contract, make sure it's legit, and you add one thing. This is called the tag and drag clause. Tag and drag clause means. No matter how much of a minority share I have, let's say 5%, you cannot decide without me. You cannot kick me out. You cannot sell the company without my okay. It also means that if that company gets sold, I get dragged along with it. And that's exactly what happened to a company that I um, have equity in. There was two guys in a garage. It's now a multinational. Because of that tag and drag, I am dragged along to that multinational. What else I put into the contract is a three-year exit at my discretion, meaning if I want to exit in three years, I get, I, I pay for a third-party valuation, and then I can exit for that amount, for the, five, for the percentage of my equity from that company. That's what it's all about, exit. So when I do that, I have four things, right? I have immediate cash up front. I got a retainer for three or four months. I got equity in the deal for long-term, and I got mid-term. I have the, um, the commission out the back end. So I just secured the next three years of some kind of revenue, and you do that three times or 10 times or 20 times, then you're talking business. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of these businesses, you know, not a lot, but a majority of these businesses aren't doing hundreds of millions of dollars. They're all SMEs, small, medium-sized businesses. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt without checking their books most of the time. I had a guy last year send me a a check for $100. And I was like, "Uh, excuse me, (laughs) $100? And then he went through, yes, corona and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever. It would have been maybe 5K. I'm not going to break the guy, right? So uh, we'll just let it go. I'm pretty easy that way. And uh, th- that's because I sort of let the universe tell me how to react and I don't react according to um, money, if you know what I mean. So that's just one way of doing the deals. There's And, and this, is, this is the point is, again, and Michelle talked about it a little bit before, is that you never, ever, ever talk about the structure of the deal, the cost of the structure of the deal, what you're going to get out of it until you know that you can solve their problem and you know what that solution is. I can't tell you how distasteful it is for me when someone comes to me and says, hey, Steve, what are you doing? I'm I'm, I'm looking for this. and oh, I, I can help you out here. Sign this. And if it works out, you're going to pay me something. I'm like, dude, no. That, that's not how it works. Can you help me or not? Well, I have to see. Well, then go look and find out. What? I'm going to do that without you paying me? Why would I pay you for something that I don't know if you can do yet? No, sorry. It doesn't work that way. I don't personally do it that way. So just show you, you want to be different out there? You want to make a difference? You want to crush it? Then do it that way. You know, do it that way. Be the person that delivers value first, period. Be that person. That was good, Stephen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Of course, Linnell. All right, who's next? Bring it on.
3: Stephen, this is Shereen. I'm down here in the orange. I have a question more about the metaphysical. When you were building your business and you moved from one level to another, sometimes it's hard for entrepreneurs to imagine that they can achieve that level. How did you do that to prepare yourself for the next level?
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, Well, I think I had to reframe the way I looked at levels. I don't see levels anymore. I see like a cascading evolvement, if you will. And then I know that everything that I do, no matter what time in my life it is or what period of my life it is, it's building upon the foundation that I have in order to, to grow. So the more I do, the more experiences I have, the more knowledge I apply, the the larger, the bigger, the more solid, the higher, whatever you want to call it, is my foundation. So I think, I think if I, if you really want to know, I've never been asked this question. So excuse me, I'm sort of articulating as I go here. I would have to say that's, that was it. Okay. It's not about getting to the next level. Everyone says glass ceiling, then you start over, glass ceiling, you start over. There's only a glass ceiling there if you believe there's a glass ceiling there. Right? There's things that I've done in my life I had no business doing. There's people I worked for, I had no business working for them. And there's jobs that I've had that I had no business doing because I had zero, zero experience or knowledge. But I did it anyway. How? Because I never thought it was a possibility that I couldn't do it. Right? So there's that's the, that's the attitude that I have. Okay, I have a foundation. I know who I am, I'm building this up. Uh, the next logical step is to do this, that, and the other. and So I just go out and do it. It isn't like I have to ask permission. Too often, we look to the outside world for answers. We look to the outside world for appro- you know, approval, for justification, and for permission to do what our birthright is. And that is to choose your own freaking path. Right? That's our birthright. Choose your path. You know, I mean, the, I was talking about the other day on Tuesday in my session. You know, the verdict, you got to bring your own verdict as your own judge and jury and saying, my verdict is I'm going to take and live my own path, period. That doesn't mean arrogant. That doesn't mean, you know, egotistical. That just means I will go my way. And when you go your way, you will build a foundation that no one else has. You will build a business that no one else has. You will be a personality. You'll be unique. You'll be authentic. These are the things that make people, make people stick out because they're different. The only difference between, let's say, uh, me and Gary Vee is that he took a path, his own path, and stuck with it like nobody's business, like just crazy. And me, I took my own path, but I took about 30 paths, and I had a blast doing it, right? Everyone ends up somewhere different. Not everyone's destined for the same thing. Maybe my path is was, actually it was, my path was to do 30 different things because now I have that breadth of knowledge that it's sort of unbeatable. Like I can solve any problem. That's what I'm known for. You see, so it's about realizing our capacity to be whatever we want, to do whatever we want, whenever we want, in the world that we live in, which is projected, by the way. You said metaphysical, right? So this is all projected. Reality only exists because we're looking at it, if you want to put it simply. Just realizing that we're capable of anything is key. And I don't mean I believe, I believe, I believe, because believe leaves room for doubt. Faith leaves room for doubt. It's all about certainty. I talk about that every single day. Be certain of your ability to deploy your genius and your talents in any given situation. That's all you need. And that's also the key to success is because when you're certain of what you're doing, you think when I, when I, um, I present those deals to people, hey, I want equity, I want a retainer, I want commission, you know, and, and I want an upfront fee. You think if I said that in any way besides being certain that they would even consider it or entertain the idea of paying me four different ways and paying me to take equity in their company? Looking at it from the outside, people are like, are you nuts? But it's because of the certainty in my voice not only in solving their problems but presenting the solution and presenting the payment plan that it's just a no-brainer. It's a flow process like we were talking about before. And that comes through... Applied knowledge, I talk about it all the time too, is that the brain is not a storage device. I don't care how much you you, you you memorize, it doesn't make you smarter. What makes you smarter and more effective is applying that knowledge. Applied knowledge is where true learning comes from. And if you want to learn more, you start teaching. That's why so many entrepreneurs become coaches and trainers. Because you learn much more after you apply that knowledge Deeper in art or when you start articulating what it is that you learned to help teach others. And as you articulate, you move forward and you keep creating. This is what's happening with the Humble Alpha. We have, I don't know, like six more books to write already from Unleash Your Humble Alpha because the more we articulate, the more we see, the more we can bring into the realm of experience, and the more we can articulate on that. It's just never ending. So there is no limit. There is no level. You are where you where you need to be right now, and you can be where you want to be no matter what. And if you want to talk about want energy, sorry, I'm throwing so much stuff in here, but you just brought me in a roll here. So <laughs> want energy is the most amazing thing. So every single every single one of you in this room wants something, right? What is it that you want, right? Oh, I want a million dollars. Oh, I want a house in Bali. I want, I want this. I want that. I want this. Okay. What are you doing to get that? Well, I want it. I have to believe it. I have to paint a picture. I have to do a goal. I have to do all these things, right? So all of these different things that we all know about reaching a goal well there's some steps that I take uh, uh, to let go of that and that is yeah paint that picture of what it looks like to reach that goal and once you paint that picture let it go and become certain of your ability to navigate any situation given to you based on the intention of reaching that goal forget about the how forget about the specific outcome you, you, you know what the picture looks like but how how, how are you gonna get there it doesn't even matter because the certainty will carry you there But in order to dial back the excess potential that you're going to create through excess, oh, I have to do this emotion, or my God, it's so important, to reduce that excess potential, that excess importance or desire uh, that that we have when we want to achieve something, which drives us crazy and everyone around us and actually sabotages the success of, of a project. To reduce that, you got to reduce the want. And the way you reduce the want is real simple. If you're sitting in your room right now, just imagine you're sitting wherever you're sitting. And you say to yourself, I want to go check the mail. I want to go check the mail. What do you do? Do you make a plan? Do you draw up a goal? Do you sit there and I can do this. I can do it. I can go get the mail. No, you just get up and go get the freaking mail, right? That's it. Simple as that. That's want energy. That's the one energy that we need in order to achieve those things much more effortlessly than if we're hell-bent Driving every single day, writing them down every single day, doing mantras every single day, doing you know uh, writing it down and, and saying it over and over and over, recording it and listening to it. because when you're certain about something, you don't need to worry about saying it a hundred times because you know what's going to happen. It's sort of like when you go to church and pray people are like I have faith in God then why do you pray for the same thing every single day? If you had faith you would you'd pray one time and it'd be done. right? That's certainty. That's fully knowing. That's where we got to land. I know it's, it was a lot, <laughs> but it just, that was it's just, awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, indeed. I hope it helped. All right, who's next? Let's bring it.
5: Hey, Stephen, it's Michelle. I just had a quick question for you. You mentioned yes. third party valuation of a company, and I was wondering who you could recommend to do that. And also, I'm curious where you come up with like your baseline or do you have a baseline or percentage or guide for what you charge as far as your cash upfront, retainer equity commission, all of that based off of that valuation? Is there like a, a set number that you start with or how do you do that?
1: I, I base it on the solution that I provide. So it depends how much money I'm bringing to the table. So, for instance, if, if I introduce you to a manufacturer, a distributor and a contractor and I get from them. For instance, the manufacturer, okay, what's it going to cost? How many can you manufacture? What's your experience in this field? Okay. Distributor, how many doors do you deliver to? How many do you think you can sell based on your past experiences? Okay, high, middle, low, right? And the same thing with, with the contractor, how many How many can you get to the government? How long will it take? What, what are they going to make? What's your split? So I take all that, I add it up, and if it's like 5 or $10 million, then you know as well as I do, that's a lot of money for a company that otherwise would not have these solutions. So that's a lot of money, and they're going to pay me for that. Real simple. If it's a solution like I'm just hooking them up with some distributors, I will only take the commission, right? Three percent for five years for the for the distributors that I'm hooking them up with. Uh, maybe some equity. It depends. If it's a lot of money, if, if I hook them up with four distributors that are ordering, you know, um, you know, millions of dollars worth of, pro- of product, I'm going to take five percent of that company. You know, and I'm going to take um, the three percent over five years. Maybe maybe I'll take the retainer. Who knows? Maybe I'll take the upfront fee. So, as far as valuation goes, i don't I don't take valuation in the beginning because it doesn't matter to me. It only matters to me how much money I can bring as opposed to how much revenue they're making. if if, if they're if they're making three million a year and I'm bringing them five million million over three years, I just tripled their uh, their their revenue. So that's worth something. That's how i that's how I measure it, Michelle.
4: I love that. And
5: can you recommend a third party evaluator for businesses? Like is there someone specific that you use that you trust?
1: Well, they're all different. It depends on the business, right? There's, gotcha. You know, yeah, but but I can go in my network. We have about a thousand guys and guys and gals in my network. I can definitely find one. Just let me know well, you're. You're in Colorado, right?
2: I am. Yes.
1: All right. Go ahead and remind me, uh, and I'll I'll send out a message.
2: Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it.
1: Sure thing. Who next? <laughs> we got twenty minutes. This is fun. Let's do this. Come on. Good morning. Everybody here has a perfect business. All right. Who's this? Good morning. This is Pauline Walner Rising. Rising Stronger Series. Yes, yes, indeed.
5: I have a question for you. What advice do you have for professionals, experienced professionals who are seeking board seats on corporate boards?
1: What, what's, what's, what's the question? What, what advice do I have how to get on the boards?
5: Yes, yes.
1: Um, well, honestly, um, I, I've never really tried. Um, I just get on them. I don't know because people talk to me and stuff, but there is there is actually... That's strange, I know. There is actually uh, a company that does that for you. Um, and I happen to, I'm, I'm on their mailing list because I like their messages. Uh, board, let me see if I can find him actually at my laptop. Um, I forget what it's called. Board of Advisors. Let's see here. Yeah, and here it is. It's, it's called, they're called advisorycloud.com advisorycloud.com i think they even guarantee you within three months you're going to be on a board
5: brilliant thank you so much yes. advisorycloud.com
1: uh, yes ma'am
5: thank you so much
1: and they have five stars on trust pilot so they must be good thank you <laughs> hey sh- all right sean what's up hey Stephen, how are you my fellow veteran what is up my brother Good to hear you this morning. Great wisdom you're dropping.
2: My question for you is how do you guide someone or what advice would you offer for someone who has lost their clarity and unsure of where they want to go in the next phase of their life?
1: Yeah. Well, great question, brother. I hear that, man. Jesus. Well, my, my, honestly, what I did, you, everyone here knows my story, My you know, um, my, my split with my, uh, with my significant other five months ago, the first thing I did was hired coaches brought in coaches, talk to people, find out what, what where what I'm not seeing. Like, what, what am I missing? Like, what yep. what can I see the forest for the trees? But I also had to let go of a lot of stuff. Preconceived notions, thoughts of things that how it's supposed to be. I took a vow before God, and I have to keep it like that. I'm going to fight, come hell or high water to make sure that doesn't happen. You know, this kind of stuff. What are the things that are yep. keeping me back? Are me back? What are the things that are holding me back? What are the things that, you know, you got to reflect. And, and I don't mean... Kumbaya sitting in the corner with jewels around your whatever. You can pray, you can meditate, you can go for walks in the park, you can go walks in your backyard if you have to. It's about getting out of your head and seeing what's actually out there for potential. You know, if you've read the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, the first chapter gives you the identity. For me, that would be the first step. What's my two word moniker? Like that's what you learn in the in the book there. Your two word moniker. My two word moniker right now is powerful connector. I just explain mm-hmm. how I connect people. So once you know that, then you can focus on that. Okay, how can I put my powerful connector identity to use in the world around me? And you're going to start seeing answers pop- popping up in front of you, if not your true purpose. Right, right. I will have to go back to the book. <laughs> yeah, well, also, just grab a coach, brother, a, a, a good coach. Make, make sure you do your due diligence and do your own research. Absolutely. Yeah? Thank you very much. Uh, hey, you know it, brother. You know it. All right. All um, right. All right. Thanks brother. Yep. All right. Who's next?
3: Steven, this is Monica. If you can hear me,
1: my cousin, Monica, of course I can hear you loud and clear. Cause
3: awesome. <laughs> Loved your segment today. As always. Um, I have a question about my business. I am a a coach and I work in the realm of health and self mastery and I love my private clients so much But I really want to bring it into a corporate offering because all the numbers bear out that when people work with organizations as employees that the organization invests in and cares for them as human beings and helps them to have opportunities to grow as human beings, that they not only perform better, but they're happier, they stay longer, and everybody wins. The company wins. The people win. If this were your idea, how would you, what would be your first step And outside of the curriculum? I'm not worried about that part. I have yeah. the material. What would be your first step in actually breaking into um, that offering, securing a client for that offering because you don't have any of those clients yet?
1: Yeah. You mean the corporate client? Yeah. Is this in person or virtual? Virtual. Is it group or, or one-on-one?
3: It's group, and it's more than likely a weekly or biweekly group.
1: Okay. Group. And what do they do in that group? Is it ex- physical exercise, or is it more knowledge and curriculum?
3: No, no. It's, it's not physical exercise. Okay. It's, um, okay. it's, it's more discussion. It's uh, study, and then there's an accountability component.
1: Okay, great. Well, first of all, choose your industry. Uh, wisely, which industry is is predestined to be hungry for something like that. Because most, uh, most industries have a specific way of going about it, um, about what it is that they want to teach. Second of all, um, a lot of, a lot of them, they look for certifications. Uh, A lot of corporates look for certifications. Me, me me personally, I don't want to work for corporations. The process is too long. The board has to, the board has to approve it. They only have a certain amount of money. The HR team, the HR team gets a little huffy and puffy if, If they didn't suggest you and someone else did, um, all these kind of things. So I stay away from corporates. What I do is I I work with corporate heads that pay out out of their own pocket. And then they get a group of other corporate heads together. Because the dynamic between uh, employees and the dynamic between leaders is completely different. And as you know, in a group setting, the most powerful part of that group setting isn't necessarily the knowledge you're giving. It's a facilitation of them exchanging their own knowledge. That's where the real power comes. from.
3: That's what I'm great at.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And that's why I said you know that, right? So um, so you might you, you might want to say just for corporate leaders, and they pay out of their own pocket. Um, it's not necessarily for corporations. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, you can do that. What you do is you offer a free course, right? You offer a free session for them, which most corporations are not are forbidden to take. So they'll have to pay you for it. And so they'll be like, look, we can't, but we'll pay you for it. And you say, okay, if you're gonna pay me for it, let me do a full course. And then that's how you start talking about it, right? So that like I said, most corporations are forbidden to, to take free services. So that can be a way of getting in. But choose your client first. Who who is it? Why is it that person? And how how can you relate to those people in that business? I mean, you were in you were, you know, I remember your company catalyst, right? So you did organization for a long time. So I don't know if it's your supply chain management or You can sort of fit that into that, or you know, project management companies or things like that.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate your uh, your brain power. You know what I love about this? This is something I tell my clients all the time, is that you have a brain, I have a brain, but when we put our brains together, we create a third brain. That's the mastermind, and that's where the magic happens. So, thank you.
1: Exactly. We call it creating space ourselves. (laughs) Awesome. All right, we got a couple minutes. Who's next? Good morning, Stephen. It's Ed. Ed, how are you doing, brother? If I was any better, I couldn't stand it. I don't particularly have have a question for you, but I I had a thought just before you guys wrapped up with Monica that does she have a developing clientele base that she can convert into a mastermind program? And that way she's working with the clients she's already worked with and helps move them along the road. But you have an ever bigger group going down the road if there's a way you can connect that group together anyway that's my thought all right thank you ed appreciate it i'm sure monica will take that to heart all Even, right steven this is, this is go ahead no, you go ahead First.
3: oh thank you ram <laughs> that's so kind this is Shereen again steven i just wanted to know what do you do personally to keep yourself at peak performance so you can operate think get through your day be the best that you can be i'm Shereen, in the orange and i'm complete
1: Yes. Wow. Well, man, that was pretty cool. It, it, it's it's a, it's a lifelong process, my friend. Um, there are days where I get up and I, I literally don't want to get up. Um, but I know that it's up to me. No one will do it for me. No one can help me. No one can, you know, make me feel better. I have to do it myself. And when I realize that the, the entire outside world, world is a reflection <laughs> of my inside world, it sort of makes it a no brainer for me to get my, my head up, my butt out of bed and uh, make it a, a most successful day but typically um, I I seek good meaning in everything so I have no against energy so I'm not, I'm not against what any, anyone does I'm not against any one thing or anybody right that's the first thing and there's a silver lining in everything so I'm always seeking good meaning and I do that in the following way if I don't feel good if something happened if there's a problem I say you know why this is a good thing this is a good thing because, and then I look and wait for my amygdala to create the answer. When I ha- allow my amygdala to create the answer, I'm stimulating my brain to create a new answer instead of basing it on a past experience. And so you're always creating new as we go, right? And that's the fun of it. So that's one of the things I do. I also meditate I mean, I, and I meditate sometimes a lot. If I'm feeling down and funky, it's like, all right, stop what I'm doing, go meditate. It'll be a guided meditation sometimes. It'll be, you know, just music sometimes. Uh, there's there's an app that I use called Slow Dive. Absolutely amazing app, Slow Dive. It's got every kind of meditation you can imagine. Um, satanam is my favorite. It's just uh, the, the chant of Satanam, It's like an om. Uh, That just goes over and over and over and over and over and then I do the tour of the minds which I've talked about of the five minds before the conscious and subconscious the mother and father mind the inner child and of course the ego and so I'll go through those five minds once a day as well and I'll talk to them and I'll assign them new jobs and make sure that they're not being critical or negative and that 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 my subconscious does not feed my conscious with past experience moving forward that I use past experience to learn from but I create as I go forward co-creating with the universe around me. Sound complicated? (laughs) It's
3: awesome, though. Great advice. Thank you so much. And thanks, Ram, for being such a gentleman.
1: Awesome. No,
6: What's up, welcome. Ram? Hey, Stephen. Good to, good to hear you, mate. I love this format. It's uh, very much radio show-like uh, yeah. calling in, and I uh, <laughs> uh, love that yeah. you're turning through it. I have a, a specific question. I'd love to pick your brains on it. Super high-level stuff. But yeah. one of my biggest audacious dreams has been and is in the process of launching Australia's most premium and innovative indoor tennis facility. Okay. It's very specific. Um, In fact, right now, in one hour and 10 minutes, I have a podcast interview with Patrick Moradoglu, Serena Williams' coach, and I've been in talks with him for a potential collaboration, pinch me moment, but I am in also collaboration with large tennis brands. Uh It's been a year and a bit, Exploring, trying to implement um, all the things that I speak about in terms of um, market exploration and, and defining um, and positioning myself. But one of the biggest hurdles I'd love to know your thoughts is, of course, it's this return on investment. Um, you spoke a bit about that with with your businesses. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know how you would go about it. Um, in a simple question, there, um, what are the well, initial
1: well things you you'd see, consider? Funny you say that because we had, uh, I ran 87 health clubs in nine countries, um, built 35 of them, spent, you know, I think each location cost between 11 and 20 million, uh, 20 20 or 30 million euros for each location. Very high end, very specific. Um, The ones in the UK had racket courts in there. And it's all based upon a subscription base. So a health club lives and dies with its membership base. A tennis club lives and dies with its membership base. There's two ways to look at your your, your business when you have a, a, a subscription model. One is it's compounding. If 100 people sign up every month for 12 months, after 12 months you got 1,200 people. But after the 13th month, the first 100 are dropping off because the year contract's over. For instance, if it's a year contract, so it's always extrapolating. So you have to keep uh, you have to keep signing up 100 a month forever basically to keep to sustain that revenue. And now attrition for um, health clubs is about 30 to 35%, meaning within a year, 30 to 35% leave. Then you got to look at how you engage the people when they first join. Everyone, there's a statistic that says if someone trains or plays or does whatever they do in their new club for three weeks straight, the potential that they're going to stay and be active increases by 85%. So these are things you can look at. Now, the most important thing that most people forget about, and this is where I absolutely crushed it, increasing revenue by half a million dollars in one location, is the secondary spend. So secondary spend is what a member who's already paying a subscription spends every time they visit the club or they visit the racquet club. So where would they spend? Maybe they'll get a coffee. Maybe they have those little those little shoe balls you put in when your shoes are, are you know, odor to, to remove the odor in your shoes. Maybe it's a lock for the lockers. Maybe it's personal training, private golf, uh, sorry, tennis lessons. Maybe it's um, um, a subscription for personal training. Maybe it, there's a million ways. We had, I had an, I had a uh, cooperation with uh, Porsche Design from Adidas. And we had their entire new collection in our health club in Zurich, Switzerland. And you know, made a couple hundred thousand dollars just from their clothes because we were the only one who had it, right? So um, it's subscription based and secondary spend. There's specific budget models for that, the five-year business plans, the IR models. You can, I think you can download them online, but it's all about subscription. How many members are you gonna have paying how much every month, how much are you gonna get from them in secondary spend? Split out the the private tennis lessons as a secondary, secondary spend. Um, As an example, we would sell 100 hours of training, fitness training, on personal training for 5,000 francs, which is about, I don't know right now, about $5,800, right? we would sell half of that for 3,000 francs. So, and the reason you do that is because you're locking people in. As soon as, as long as they're buying the private lessons, they're going to pay their subscription rate. But you got to get in results, like I said. So, uh, Ram, this is what I do. Matter of fact, in Australia, my partner, Sarah, in Canberra, we just sold our health club that we had there. I was a partner in Canberra and health club. Then never even been to Australia. We owned a business together. Now, Sarah and I are doing the Have Investment Fund and she's our real estate specialist in the Haven NFT as well. So, yeah, small world, brother. Amazing,
6: mate. We're gonna have to um, chat for sure. Let's connect. Yeah, well, and, um,
1: that's yeah. great. Well, you, you know, you, you. I think you probably realize the flame in my voice, the fire in my voice, because I love the subscription model uh, for for health clubs and tennis clubs and things like that. And also, uh, Ram, I have, of course, through my fifteen, almost twenty years in that industry, on and off. As a, I was always a contractor, I was never an employee. Um, I have contacts with the top people in the industry. So um, that's also I, something I can help you out with if you see fit.
6: Matt, we'd love to chat. Thank you so much for that and um, very, very useful. Brilliant. All Thank right. You,
1: Thanks so much. All right. It's funny. I, I forgot all, all about my health club days, but there you go. All right. All right. We got like five minutes left. Who's next? What do you got? What do you got? Hey, Stephen, TM, you were talking about the subscription, during that subscription model, you referred to something that you could pull uh, online. You said there are th- some something you can pull online. What was that again regarding, I think, examples of the models? Um, the, the following, what did I, I'm, sometimes I'm in a flow, I don't remember what I... <laughs> yeah, you were definitely flowing, brother, and it, was, it, it moved so quick. But you, you just referred to, to the, the various models, and then you said that you could find uh something online for it. Now, I thought you were referring to the subscriptions, Ram. Did you catch that? Because he was moving like a freight train.
6: <laughs> yeah, you mentioned something, Stephen. Yeah, TM. Uh, Stephen, you mentioned something about downloadable, something online that we can oh, access. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Five-year business plans and IRR our inter- internal rate of return – models if you need a business plan that 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 complicated. Basically it's a five year business plan to see where you're you can put in all of your numbers, how many members you have, at what price, what's the joining fee, what's the secondary spend, all that kind of stuff. Just say I just say five year business plan for health clubs for tennis and racket clubs. And you just Google that and you'll find it. There's also subscription based without health and racket clubs, but it's a budget template. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, man. There we go. I was like, God, what did I say? <laughs> lucky lucky there was a few of us listening yeah right (laughs) what was that i said
5: this is amelia so just ram just so you also know lifetime fitness has the highest sustainable secondary income model, right? They're the one who really broke it. They're almost 48% in their second spend. So if you wanna really look at a model that changed the 24 hour fitness, blah, 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 into something that actually became a a real business where they actually grabbed a huge amount of capital to blow out it's lifetime fitness just take a look at what they did you can get that online as well if you want to see how they broke the mold in all of what steven's talking about they sell more in food and drinks yep. than any yep. other club and now they well, have their own yeah. delivery service for food
1: yeah and you know what um, amelia that came through Bally total fitness um, back in 2000 I can't remember what, a 2001, I think I was there in Chicago and we set up a secondary spend model and they were, they were making more in their pro shop from all of the protein and stuff than they were from subscriptions. And they had 5 million members. And then a lot of those guys got together and then went to the, went to the other companies like planet and family and all those other companies. They started spreading that around. So it's, it's been, it's been years and years in the making, but very few have mastered it. Um, You know, it's, it's something that, that will change your business forever. And that, and that goes for any subscription business, you know? Uh, you just remember just think of it this way. You got 3,000 members. They're all paying a hundred bucks a month Not bad, but imagine they come three times a week and every time they come they spend five bucks That's $15 a week for four for, for four weeks What is that going to do if all 3,000 people spend 15 bucks every time they come visit? Whoa, hello You see what I'm you saying? David yeah. and
6: Amelia firstly, thank you so much for that. I'm gonna definitely look into that. This is yeah. incredible I was hesitant to even ask this question and, and look how much gold has happened in the last five minutes um, it reminds it me of um ikea's meatballs and <laughs> yeah exactly i don't, I don't know in the ikea where you are but i went recently and they sold salmon and mud cake right like it just was like a restaurant at this point yeah. uh, incredible thank you <laughs>
5: well and i built yes, a whole did. business on the eft model on the debt side right so we created a piece of technology that if you were going to cancel your membership say the membership was 25 dollars we would get you to stay for 11. Right. Because if you in, in, the, in that type of model, if you the fourth yeah. month is where you make money. Right. So yeah. I'm the geek on the back end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We did that too. We, we also, you would offer if someone was at another club and like I still have six months left in my membership, you say, Hey, no worries. What are you paying there? We'll deduct it from what you're paying here or we're deducted from your joining fee. Just come on and sign now. And and boom, there you go. You know, it's like it's bringing people over all the time. And there's so many models there, man. Rom, you got me started now. Back in the old days, good lord. Look at Amelia busting it out, too, man. It's been a while, sis. Where you been? It's
5: my, it's my old days, too, Stephen. I'm going back and going, oh, my God, that's I, right. I owned a business in that before. Yeah, right. like, I can't remember <laughs> that I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, that was like 100 years ago. But, you know, there's a you know, we exit out of the business. We were probably in it about the same time. Right. Yeah. But I I I invested into the the flagship product for Lifetime in Arizona and then oh. exited within six months and flipped my money times four.
1: Yeah, there you go. Sounds like me with the Ecta token right now on an NFT. So that's it for today. My goodness, it's fourteen hundred. Steven, one last quick question: yes. The tour of the Mines. is that a book that you read, or is it one you're writing? No, it's a it's a pamphlet from a from a coach of mine that isn't isn't available. Um, oh, it could be available maybe if I send it to you. Uh, but if, okay. Oh Jesus! This is gonna, this is gonna set a storm of people asking me for this. No, well, no. Tell, tell a coach to write a book. You can help her out. Yeah, he. Uh, it's a he, but he. Uh, he's. Uh, he's. He has wrote, written it as a pamphlet, but he's writing it currently as a book. But I'm pushing him to to publish it. All right. So appreciate me that. Too. Well, that's it, guys and gals. If you have not secured your have NFT yet. And I would say it's about time. There's a link at the top of the page, I have NFT veteran bulldog uh, that will take you to the place where you click and say, buy this NFT. Go choose your NFT. And remember, everyone who purchases an NFT automatically takes part in profit share and you are donating to up to 100 veteran nonprofits. And you have access to IDOs, which are initial digital offerings and investment pools and new projects that are, that are going up well, Our partner already has 35 projects lined up, including uh, governmental level crypto. So it's something you want to get in on if you're in the crypto space. Oh, Jan's back. I see. Missed you. All right. Good. So everybody have a fantastic one. Uh, Thanks, Jan. Everyone have a fantastic one. Yes.
6: Okay. So, um, hi, David. It's Meredith. How are you doing?
1: All right.
3: I need to know what is the MetaMask Ethereum wallet address?
1: That's your. If you go to your MetaMask, you go to the top, it'll say, and you click on it, it'll automatically copy your wallet address.
6: Okay, that's in the. I, I'm in the Coinbase app. Um, I, no, you should
1: uh, be. the, the MetaMask that's... app? The MetaMask app is where you get your your uh, wallet address.
6: Okay, so that's another app I have to download then. You're
1: well, no, that's the only that's the only wallet you can use to purchase the HaveNFT. FT the MetaMask. It's on the website there. If you go click, it says install MetaMask. It takes about three seconds. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay, everybody. That's it. Cutting into the amazing Brielle's time. But before I introduce the stunning Brielle, who I have not had the opportunity to meet yet, I would like to wish you all a fantastic one. Today is, I think it's Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I wish you all a fantastic weekend. And remember what we always say, it's all about